We had two bags of grass, 75 pellets of mescaline, five sheets of high-powered blotter acid, a salt shaker half full of cocaine, a whole galaxy of multicolored uppers, downers, screamers, laughers, also a quarter tequila, quarter rum, case of beer, pint of raw ether, and two dozen animals. Not that we needed all that for the trip, but once you get locked into a serious drug collection, the tendency is to push it as far as you can. Hey guys, it's the Real Green Monster coming at you with another episode of Cultivation Conversation. I'd like to take this moment to talk about our sponsors. Uh, one of our favorite products and something we all use and believe in is Autopot. Autopot manufactures it's a simple to use gravity powered automated watering system. Their system requires zero power, no pumps, no timers to operate. It's a plant-driven automated watering system that is so precise, it'll actually reduce consumption of water and feed by an impressive 50% while increasing yields. This is designed for both novice and professional growers in mind. Autopot creates the perfect system for growing effectively and efficiently at the same time. Let your plants feed themselves. Use code THEREALGREENMONSTER10 for 10% off your entire order at Autopot USA. Also, Fish Head Farms, Fish Shit. It's a product that me and the captain both believe in wholeheartedly. If you're not using this, you're, you're quite honestly just cheating yourselves. Fish Shit is a tremendous microbial product that will increase terpenes, yield, um, help your nutrients work more effectively. It really is a fantastic product. Use code CC15 for 15% off your entire order at fishheadfarms.com. Last, but certainly not least, we have uh, Elevated Lighting Company, formerly known as Budget LED. This is a veteran-owned company that really believes in their products. They have amazing customer service and even better products. Um, if you'd like to get yourself one of the top grow lights on the market, use code CAPTAINAUTOFLOWER for 10% off. That's CAPTAINAUTOFLOWER for 10% off. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the show. Cool, man. Cool. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. We're, we're on another episode of Cultivation Conversation. Yeah, welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah. It's a pleasure to have you all here. And uh, thank you for listening, first off. Second off, uh, tell a friend about the show. If you like the show, yeah, that would help a lot. Um, we're, we're growing, definitely. Definitely want to keep growing. So that's one thing I wanted to ask all the listeners. If you just told one friend who probably isn't listening to the show um, to tune in and see how to grow grow some uh, dank of their own, that would help us yeah. out tremendously. Absolutely. I'm also considering like maybe getting a YouTube channel going and just posting the audio with some sort of pleasant background imagery 
going on, like a nice fireplace or something. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't don't know. I'm I'm just looking for ways to uh, expose us to a new audience. So if any audience members out there have ideas, please hit us up and let us know because we're uh, first timers at this whole thing, too. So. Yeah, buddy. Hell yeah. What are you smoking on tonight? I got a bong packed up of some Star Fox. Nice. So uh, take a nice old rip here. Hold on. Okay, yeah. It's very good. It's like an nice. OG. OG has that funk, like, kind of dirty gym socks kind of flavor. Yeah. Yep. Um, but in a, in the most delicious way possible. <laughs> I mean that, I mean that lovingly. Dirty <clears throat> socks. Ah, oh, and, uh, I'm, I'm drinking something really nice too. It's a, uh, IPA from a nice, uh, local brewery, well-crafted beer company. Out of a small town, nice. In my state. Technically, I'm brewing a, uh, puffing on a some. Uh, I got some scissor hash from some black lemon cake, crossed with peanut butter breath. Ooh, I love me some scissor hash. That's like the reward after being in a trim jail all day. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's uh, tough to like not. You know, you're you're inevitably going to be smoking a couple hairs and stuff. But it's kind of yeah. <laughs> you do what you got to do. Uh, it's just super terpy and it like it really hits you hard. Melts nice. Hell yeah. And then but, I uh got some Hapoon IPAs, bro. Nice. Yeah, that's a classic. New England's original IPA. Yeah, before New England style IPAs were yeah. a thing. And they just like yeah. it was just another IPA from New England, you know. I've got a chance to tour the brewery there. It's pretty cool what they're doing. Um Nice people over there too, you know. And they make a good product, so yeah. I, I'll, I, I normally go for like the smaller micro brews, but um, actually, I didn't even know these IPAs were in my fridge. The wife cleaned out the fridge, and they were like buried in the back there, like probably four or five cans left out of a twelve pack. And I'm like, you know what? I always like to have a beer during the show, so I reach for these ones. I got one sitting right here, and I got another one right next to me, getting ready to crack. Got one lined up, and you got you got the kid on. Uh... Kid on call, waiting to bring you more. Just no, I keep, keep keep him keep him away. I don't know if you if anybody has ever heard him. He pokes in once in a while when I'm on the show. Usually, I'm pretty quick and mutant, but he's yeah poked it. Dad, what's up? What are we doing? What's for dinner? It's like, dude, it's eight thirty at night. You already had dinner. Oh, man, he's a he's a hungry man, like his like his old uh, man. Dude, the kid can eat, man. I'll tell you, the grocery bills have gone through the roof. He's getting bigger, and the prices are going up. It's like, what the fuck? Dude, I mean, what's he, I mean, 14-ish? Uh, 12. 12, yeah. I mean, you know, he's hitting those growth spurts, man. He's got to be well-fed. I mean. Yeah, and this son of a bitch can taste the difference. He doesn't like generic ketchup. It has to be Heinz. So as an experiment (laughs) today, I have a friend of mine that works in the restaurant industry, and a while back he gave me a um, huge, like, fucking container of, like, uh, ketchup. 
So the Heinz bottle was empty and I knew all we had was like the generic in the house. So I cracked open the thing and I filled up the Heinz bottle and he's like, this doesn't Heinz. He's like, this doesn't taste right. <laughs> he called you like, out right away. Yeah. I'm like, son of a bitch. How the fuck do you know that? Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I will admit, I, I, I mean, ketchup's ketchup for me. I, I, I don't really give a fuck if it yeah, is Heinz, yeah. but I, I will say that the Heinz ketchup is, is pretty bomb. I mean, it's it's the premium product, you know. If you're gonna yeah. see, I'm I'm a fan of basically any sauce except ketchup. Like I I, yeah. I like it on burgers, but like really, that's it. I don't I don't dip fries in it. Nothing. Gotta have ketchup on a burger. You know Hell what I yeah. what I like to do though? I'll mix it with a little bit of like hot sauce. Get that fire going. Oh yeah. Kind of kind of darker it up a little bit because oh, I'm yeah. just not a big fan of just regular ketchup. But yeah. I mean, the kid loves it. He has ketchup on his ketchup. You know, my wife's the same way. Ketchup on ketchup. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, growth spurts and, and eating a lot, um, I guess that we can tie that right into some plant talk, man. Yeah. You know? What do you got going on? What do you want to talk about? Well, I got a couple plants that, like, just finished up stretch, you know, that, that growth yep. spurt where they, like – double maybe sometimes triple in size in like two weeks uh two and a half weeks um for autos usually for me i'm between day 28 and 42 so weeks four to six that's what i consider the stretch um yeah just got three plants on day 43 right now so like Usually during the stretch, I'm measuring them and stuff every day just to like, I don't know, just for fun, really, for shits and yep. giggles. But it's, uh, it helps me keep track of like when the stretch is over. And that's important for me because um, like your son, I mean, these plants got to be well fed, man. When they're growing like that, um, they are hungry, sure. hungry girls. Yeah. And that's like... I would say stretch and like the first two weeks of flower are when you're feeding the most, right? Yeah, well, I don't know. I guess with photos for me, it's a little bit different. I usually push them hard a lot towards like the middle and end. Like I'll get my EC pretty high up there, probably close to three, sometimes okay. higher. Oh, we're around like weeks five in flower, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll, I usually try to push my plants to the limit where I start to see a little bit of burn. And then if I see a little bit of burn, I usually just stick with that. Like, I know that, like, that's their mass. They're being, they're being fucking pushed hard. You know, and I'm true. It's strain dependent, obviously, but I like to push them as hard as I can. And I've been, uh, I've been loving the no cow mag with the Athena line. It just has enough in it. So I don't, I feel like that's good for me in a lot of ways, you know, because that can affect, it's either potassium or phosphorus. I think it's phosphorus uptake. So, yeah, the, um, um, the calcium. Yeah, yeah, and, and I always, and I, and I feel like it's one of those things that's like, it's so, so widely like, oh, cow mag, cow mag, cow mag, gotta have cow mag, it's important, cow mag, cow mag, cow mag. And I kind of like the fact that I'm just not using any, kind of just pushing back on it. And I feel like um, if people just bumped up their nutrient regimen a little bit, they would see, soon realize that most of these base nutrients out there have more than enough cow mag to uh to keep it going so you would say instead of mixing in cal mag with your nutrients and 
up in your EC that way, <coughs> you would just add more of the base. Yeah, it seems yeah. to be working well for me with, with Mega Crop and with the Athena line. Um, I've cool. just gotten away from using CalMet because I did start to notice like a um, couple of grows that like I felt like I was just using too much. You know, I wasn't able to get the flower size that I wanted with, um, you know, that did being you, you know, antagonistic. Too much CalMet. Yeah, too much Calmac. Now they're never, never enough, man. That's, <laughs> that's, I need more, and I got, a, I got a fever, and the only prescription is more Calmac. But uh, more Calmac. You know, yeah, it, no. So I, I just feel like it, there's more than enough in in your base nutrients. Now, if you're growing organically, I can't really help you there. It's not my style. Maybe you can chime in a little bit. Yeah, I, I can speak to it a little bit. Um, like kind of one of the things i do especially during the stretch um and when the plants are growing like the most vegetative growth they're ever going to grow in their lives um you definitely want to keep the calcium flowing um you know i use a bunch of different sources like it's in the base nutrient that i use that bread i've talked about I also supplement it with um, like a nectar for the gods product called Demeter's Destiny. Yep. And I'll use that early on, like through week six, really. But then once I notice the plants stop growing, like as I'm measuring them every day, and I'm like, oh, all right, they're done growing, it's flower time. So I can back off on the calcium. And that's when I start. Um, supplementing with more phosphorus and potassium um and like you mentioned it's it's one of the two and i think i think it's phosphorus to be honest that is the antagonist um so like if you're if you're adding if you're still supplementing with calcium at that phase it your, your plant's not going to be able to take up the phosphorus um it's just you know chemistry reasons you know i i don't know look it up in a, in a science book if you're if you're really interested but it's that's kind of my understanding of it is like yeah they're they just don't work together and if you want your plant to take up the phosphorus then back off on the calcium so yeah like i said I, I was noticing a little bit of deficiencies towards late flower and uh i attributed to using a little too much cow yeah like what do you see like um like purple stem type stuff and yeah like leaves fading out way too quickly um and since i've since i've omitted CalMag altogether for my regimen i haven't seen those problems a couple of different grows i just had probably one of my best grows ever um didn't use a drop cow gotcha. and uh I've ran this strain before and it came out. The buds were just ridiculous. I'll have some pictures up. They were just fucking like handful buds, like beer can buds, you know? Wow. Wow. Well, um, I mean, so. I mean, maybe, maybe the old myth of uh, more cow mag is a solution to every problem is not the way to go. No, um, no. I'm not saying, you know, again, every situation is different just based on the nutrients I use, you know, mega crop and Athena. They seem to have more than enough CalMag, um, you know, providing years and enough of them. Gotcha. So, yeah. Now, I mean, now I, it does seem um, like when I get asked questions or people send me, you know, pictures of a plant that they're trying to diagnose an issue with, um, 
I mean, nine times out of 10, it's like you get those rust colored spots. You know what I mean? There's like kind of brown mm-hmm. freckles all over your, your fan leaves. And it's usually starting from the top going down. Okay. That's calcium. That's a calcium deficiency. And yeah, like but I, I wonder if that's because they're, they have like a lockout issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always my first enough. thought. Always my first thought is, um, you know, pH or what, you know, what kind of medium are you using? Um, it, you know, if it's soil, I mean, I'd say do a slurry test really with any medium. Check your pH um, or runoff. Is that what you would do with a uh, cocoa? Yeah, I, I would try to get a runoff sample, you know, run out water in and water out. Basically, you know, we'll see what the difference is. Yeah. Sometimes you can you can see some issues, but I don't really have those issues with Autopots. I have to admit, I haven't had any lockout issues or anything since I started using Autopots. <laughs> They've really simplified everything for me. Yeah, yeah. They just actually sent me out that easy to propagate kit. Have you seen this fucking thing? Oh, the huge uh, the clone dome, dude. It's it's huge. Yeah, yeah it's like three feet like, by. Uh... <laughs> you can fit a kid in yeah. that. Yeah, it's ridiculous, and uh, I'm like, wow, I'm just really impressed with, with, with this thing. It's going to make my life so much easier, because I'll have, like, four or five different clone domes, you know what I mean, and I'm having to worry about each one, the moisture and everything, and this is just going to take care of everything. Like, I won't have to worry about watering them. I won't have to worry about having enough space. It's just, like, it's all right there, you know, and I don't think I'll ever get to a point where I'm filling the fucking thing, because I don't need that many clones at one time, but. Dude, you could probably fit over a hundred fucking clones in this oh thing. Oh my god, it's huge! It's huge. I mean, they're serious, man. If you like, there's some people that have like a hundred auto pots in a room. You know, just, yeah, just put them all up in the uh, in the dome and let them rip. Um, yeah, yeah it's gonna make my life to, so much easier. I cannot wait to get my system set up. Um, you know. The only reason I haven't is because, I, like I told you, I, they didn't send me out a half-inch piece of tubing, like a, you know, just yep. the main the main tube that you need. <laughs> so I'm like, I got the whole system sitting there waiting, looking at me. Uh, it's like, yeah, as I, I filled up my bucket for the third time today, and I'm ready to <laughs> lug it up there to water again after the show. I'm just like, man gotta gotta get it set up but um one of the things um i know someone i was asking people uh, on instagram like you know some show idea questions and um, yeah i thought that someone was was talking about autopots and like asking you know how i planned on on using them with my nutrients and all that stuff because you know autopots and organics like yeah they've they've increase the valve size and you can use like nectar of the gods type stuff in there now that's not what i'm using like i'm using powder um you know it's like a wettable powder type thing and if you're not keeping it constantly agitated it's gonna settle out a solution and like i could put a pump in the reservoir that's fine but when it goes through the line and sits in like the 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 tray and it, like all that's like it's not going to stay in solution i guarantee it it's yeah. going to cause problems right so 
I've been doing think some thinking and like how how am I going to incorporate you know how I like to feed my plants and and do this auto pot thing. But the basically what I'm going to do is top dress and I'm going to water in from the top. And when I do that, I'm going to turn the system off for like I don't know a day, day and a half, mm -hmm. two days, and just like. You know, give them a good feeding, give them a good top dress, do like uh, my craft blend, you know, use the, the bud bread and all that stuff that I like to, I like to give them, but it's going to be important to top water in a top dressing and not, not just, why don't you just, why don't you just shut the system up for a day and bottom feed it? I mean, I could, and listen, I, I have tried, I've tried to you know, let the plants butt chug this solution that I make of all these mm -hmm. nutrients and stuff. Like it, even it even settles out in the tray. Like if I directly feed it to them, it's just not, it's okay. not the best stuff for like, for doing a bottom feed. Yeah. I've used some stuff. I forget what it's called. It's like earth juice or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I, I feel it, like that seems similar that's going to be an issue with a lot of these organic powder type things that are becoming more prevalent. And, um, maybe you look into a different product. I, I, I definitely could, but I, you know, I'm definitely happy with the results I get. And I yeah. certainly could like just simplify it throw some mega crop in there, call it a day, you know, like something that'll mix. Well, up there's no reason to get away from, but, you know, your beliefs or whatever. Like I would maybe look towards, and you already mentioned them like nectar for the gods or even like foop, um, as a, as an all organic line. Well, so FOOP let's say, let's say the, I'm not probably your best bet. to change my nutrients yep. at all. Like, let's say I'm just yep. looking to take what I know and like the, you know, system that I've kind of developed with, the products I'm familiar with and just use that with auto pots, which is exactly what I'm intending to do. Like the only way I can really do that is by kind of top feeding, man. Like it's, I'm, I'm going to use the system for constant water, which is important um, to keep the you know, pot at the perfect moisture level and all that stuff. It's, I'm sure the, the plants are going to be way bigger than I could ever do with uh, hand watering. Mm -hmm. but I still am going to need to turn it off and top feed. And from what I have read and some other people that I know that use, you know, organics and the same type of methods that I use, I mean, that's, that's the way that they would do it too. Um, nice. You might want to get some input from Manny uh, from Autopods too. I'm yeah. sure he could, he might have some ideas for you. I will certainly do that, but I mean, I know a lot of people too. When organics, they opt for like a top watering system, like a just yeah, like a blue mot or um, just like a drip of some sort, you know. Because it's when you're giving them that top dressing. I mean, the auto pots. I don't know if that top uh, layer, that top inch and a half of soil, is going to stay <coughs> moist enough to like let everything go to work, you know? So I, I just, from what I know and you know how I understand the organics, I feel like 
just turning off the system for a day and watering in like maybe every every week and a half or every two weeks some kind of top dressing is going to keep them going going to get me there i would look for something to add in that reservoir not, not necessarily maybe even changing a newts and whether that be even just some compost teas or something okay just so they're getting some sort of nutrition oh i can uh, definitely do compost teas if um i mean uh, yeah i feel like that probably would be a much better thing to that wouldn't wouldn't settle out you know what i mean yeah as long as you have i mean i have pumps at all of mine and i hook connect a tube to the pump so it goes to the top of the resin and pours back in yeah so you get like that waterfall effect and you use a separate um, res too when you when i do microbes yeah usually gotcha. so um there are some spots where i don't and in those cases where i don't have a secondary res i usually will turn the system off the day before and then i will come in and just feed the trays individually with you know a tea or a microbix whatever um nice. i think a tea would would work well in the reservoir but not necessarily like um a lot of the certain microbes like you don't want to be putting like recharge in the reservoir um yeah it's yeah not, it's, it's it wasn't designed to work like that true um they always say on the show like they they're designed to be in the soil not in uh not in water so you want to get them in there as soon as possible but you know i don't know yeah. you know i'm still i'm still thinking about it i just um that's kind of where my mind at is at at the moment but i can always yeah. you know i can always be be changed uh now the dream for me okay is i have a uh, water collection vessel like a rain collection tank um that yep. i use for gardening like with my you know tomatoes and all that stuff um i would love to just set up a system where it like feeds my reservoir with rainwater you could do that um I'm, I, I know I could. It's just a matter, you know, maybe a water pump, some sort of. Uh, I'm sure you like, could. I could automate see it. It like if somehow. you had the rain, if you, you know, you could definitely automate it with a flow valve. Um, where you grow in an attic, I wouldn't recommend it, <laughs> just because flow yeah, valves yeah, can yeah. fail. Um, I I have it set up so that like, let's say you have a pump in a reservoir outside of your house, just clear uh, or a barrel. With a reservoir outside your house, I would just pump that right up to the to the attic. You could even use like flexible tubing, like even like what, what you use to set up an auto pot with. Not like a half, a inch, uh, half inch. Tubing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just gonna get a nice powerful pump. Yeah, and, yeah, because uh, it's gonna be going yeah. up. Yep. But yeah, that so that like for me, that's like my goal setup is to have like organic rainwater fed auto pot. Kind yeah. of system. I mean, I set up a similar system for somebody, but it wasn't with rainwater. It was with um, dehumidification and air conditioning water. Oh, that's, so that's cool the, too. Yeah, yeah. So um, just the like could, the wastewater from your environmental control products. Yeah, because they're gonna drain outside the house anyway, so might as well collect them. It's pure, pretty much pure water. Oh, for um, sure. It's it's not and, quite uh, distilled, but it's damn close. 
Yeah, I mean, I've stuck meters in it. It's like, as far as the meter's concerned, it's distilled. It's probably not quite as clean because, you know, obviously it's run through all this, like, equipment and stuff. But yeah. if you're keeping your equipment, you know, clean, and uh, I, don't, I don't see a problem with it personally. No, for that'd sure. Be, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, that's 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 where my mind's at. But, um, man, I can't wait. I can't wait to get it going. Um. It's gonna it's gonna be a little bit of a challenge, but like I I am I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it the old college try. I wanna, there you I go, wanna, bro. That's wanna, all you can do. I want to carry over my feeding system and all these products that uh, I know and I'm comfortable with, and see if it works, man. If, you know what? If it doesn't, I'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm sure you'll get something going. That'll work just fine for you. You may have to tweak it for something here and there, but you'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I'm I kind of I'm looking at the auto pot system like for my purposes as more of like like an automated sip system. You know what I mean? Like a yeah. Just keep keep the a constant flow of clean water to the roots and keep the soil at that ideal moisture level. But at the same time, you're still going to have to, you know, it's just important to top water. That's all. At least with what uh, I'm we'll, doing. We'll find out soon enough how, how it'll work out for you. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's going to be going to be exciting. But, um, yeah, what else do I got? Um, I got some plants drying right now. I know you're always nice. keen to talk about some drying. Yeah, um, it's funny you were thinking that because I was thinking the same thing. Fucking weird. <laughs> it's but uh, um, yeah, I mean, drying up. Great minds. I'm, I'm real passionate about the dry. I mean, shit, I, I just, uh, just spent all day trimming up some stuff that's been hung for like 18 days. Um, nice. And it could have gone longer because I just, I, I keep it in a perfect environment. You can leave it there almost indefinitely. Yeah, and the the be- beautiful part about it is it's like it's already fucking like got a nice cure to it. Like it tastes great, it smells great. It, I mean, it gunked up my scissors like nobody's business. That's why I have so much scissor hash. Yeah, that's why uh, I got all the cut the hash. Now, just for maybe new listeners or newbies out there, what's what's your perfect drying environment? Well, everybody says sixty sixty, but I usually shoot for about sixty three degrees. And sixty percent humidity. Yeah, um, yeah and and the humidity can go anywhere. Like Wait, not down sixty three point two, not sixty two point <laughs> seven, but sixty three. Actually, actually, the and the humidity can drop down even to like your, you know, mid fifties, and you usually be okay. The biggest thing is the temperature. It's gotcha. keeping it, you know, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I mean. You don't want a too drastic of a swing one way or the other. Like if you go in there, it's like twenty percent humidity. Yeah, that's just not going to work out too well. Generally speaking, when you cut those things down, if your drying area isn't like significantly bigger than the product that you're hanging it in, there's going to be humidity buildup because um, those things are still transpiring. They're still releasing yeah. you know, humidity. Yeah, the, the, so when usually you, when you're drying, like the the tent always just spikes and then exhausts and then spikes and exhausts. At least when you're using um, like an automated exhaust system, like a in yep. you know, in AC Infinity yeah. type thing. 
Yep, for the dry, I always change my AC infinities to to humidity rather than temp. So yep. they'll kick on and they control my humidity for the most part. And then um, in some cases, I may need, you know, dehumidification or even humidification. Um, it really just kind of depends. I have one setup where I have a dehu and a humidifier just kind of fighting each other um, cool. to hold up. To hold the perfect humidity, you like, want to make sure you're spelling that air. Yeah, which ones work hard? <laughs> Who will win? I uh, imagine like the they DU, probably both think they're winning. The DHU has like a huge uh, saw blade attached to the bottom of it, you know, and like the and the AC has like a, a ha- like a sledgehammer that comes down, and <laughs> smashes. I used to love watching that show. Dude, Battle Bots was awesome. Yeah. They still have it on every now and then. I don't know if they're like new episodes or not, but I've seen it on the on the television set. Oh yeah, you can every find them. Just look it up on YouTube, kids. Like, <coughs> yeah, I was YouTube. just gonna say you can find anything on YouTube these days. Hell yeah. Um, but like you said, the um the infi- um AC Infinity, like mine's kicking on, um, based on humidity right now, pretty much. Yeah, that, that's it. Because like I'm drying in the basement. It's November, unlike the mid-Atlantic, so nice and cool out, you know, like I got ideal temperatures down in the basement, it's 60 degrees, pretty much all day, every day. Yeah, basements are always the best place to dry, as long as they're not like funky and damp. No, Like if you can smell your basement, like you go down there and it just smells like a basement, eh, some of that smell is going to transfer over to your product. I was just going to say, yeah, that'll, I mean... I think your plants will like absorb that kind of stuff too. And it just, it's not a, you know, you can do some things to like, if that's all you have, you can still work with it as long as you're maybe filtering the intake or something like that. Yeah. 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 Definitely. You know, some filtration, carbon Um, filtration, but it's just, Um, it's just awesome this time of year, man. I'm like, all I need down there is a, a humidifier. And I have like one of those cool mist humidifiers just pumping out a medium stream of, of mist. Um, keeping the lung room at like 50% humidity. And the, the mm-hmm. temperature is going to stay 60. I'm not worried about that. It might even get a little cooler, like 55 to 60. Um, the humidity, though, I need to keep up. Because this time of year is dry, might might be like 40 percent down there on its own. Yeah. So, like whatever you have to do, wherever you know you live, just read your environment. Keep your lung room or whatever, whatever. If you have like a tent that you're drying in, and you're doing air exchange, keep the humidity of the lung room at fifty percent. You'll be golden. Because, you know. The, the tent's going to fill up with that humid air uh, from the plant gassing off, you know, whatever moisture is left. And as you have like an automated exhaust, it's going to kick on to bring in that nice dry air from the lung room. And I mean, I'm, I'm going down there and just taking a look at my, um, my monitor, you know, like the AC infinity uh, little, panel thing that they give you every every hour or so and it's like 
59 degrees, 60%, 61 degrees, 59%. You know, it's just perfect. Yeah, right perfect. Yep, nice. Yeah, I can't stress how important the dry is, and you guys have heard me say it before. It's in a lot of ways more important than the grow, and here's why. 100%. You can take some fire. I don't care what fuck. It's like the stankiest shit you've ever grown, and then dry it in like three days, and it turns out to be like, hey. Um, and I could take some mids that were growing and be like, yeah, they're okay, and dry it nice, and it's going to have a nice flavor, and, and people are going to like it. Agreed. Um, and um, the cure is part of that too, you know, the, cure, the curing process. And I admit I'm, you know, still learning a lot about that myself. And I dry so slow I never worry about the cure. I really just don't. I think that's I mean, the key. My man. stuff ends up being cured like by default because I have so many jars to choose from. But like if you dry like a nice two-week dry, like this one, like I said, was like 17, 18 days. It's fucking fire. It's ready yeah. to go. Like it's I, I, stanky and I think you're right. I think that's really the key is is getting your your dry. And that's where your burn comes so from too. Well that it's essentially a cure. Yeah, I take the dry really seriously because well, there's a couple of reasons. One, I just I know that it gives me a better end product. And two, like I'm harvesting constantly at all these different spots. I don't have the fucking time to um like if I had to trim and and like harvest like and not and have to worry about like oh it's going to dry out too quick like i just set up the right environment i it's it's there when when i can get to it (laughs) it's never never a problem that's one of the coolest things about it and like yeah i mean if you have to use um totes like i was saying too and and um I, i i use totes like after my tent i'll put them in totes kind of thing and it's a way to keep the the humidity in check in the later phases of drying, so you, you don't have enough moisture left in those plants to fill up your tent anymore. I will say you want to try to get as much of that leaf matter off as possible before jarring, because I've noticed that if you don't, it can kind of like rob your terpenes a little bit before jarring or putting them in like uh like you you feel like tar like just storing a little bit before you're getting ready to trim them whatever gotcha Um, because i have a like one spot i grow for me and a family member um just personal smoke like small setup Mm -hmm. and uh, i never trim that at all just it doesn't get trimmed but what i like when i harvest and it's ready to be like bucketed it up or whatever i try to get as much of the excess leaf off as possible um and, Why do you uh, think that gives yeah. it a funky flavor? Yeah, definitely. Like if it sits in there with that leaf too long, hmm. I've noticed that um, when I get lazy and don't, and I just throw it in there, like yeah, I've noticed a difference in in flavor and smell from sitting in there with too much fan leaf. Like you don't have to trim it, but you want to get like definitely like the big large fan leaves off. Um, like you know when it dries upside down those leaves will like completely cover the bud yeah yeah and in a lot of ways they're, they're helping to protect but once they're dry and brittle you want to get them off the the plant pretty quickly in my opinion all right That's, i think that makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense um and that's all i have to say about that <laughs> I was waiting for that drop. You had someone. <laughs> knew it was inevitable, but um, I'm trying to I'm trying to read through a couple um, a couple questions people were 
were sending me, man. And maybe, you know, this can be just like a casual, uh, you know, like listener-based question type show. I would love it if we could set up some sort of like live way to do that eventually. But, uh, hey, I'm, I'm not Yeah, that if we did like a YouTube, <laughs> we could do it YouTube live or IG live and then um, just read the comments. We could do it. We can make that yeah, happen. True, true. Hey, let us know, guys, if you're interested. But um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. How about um, I know Mountain Homie said one. He wants to know about boofing edibles. <laughs> Have you ever boofed an edible? What is boofing? <laughs> Basically, it's it's butt chugging, but for people and <laughs> with, with drugs instead of food. No. No. I don't think you could do that with an edible. No? Like stick a brownie no. up, your, up your butt? And, I know. I, I don't think you'll gain anything from that. Um, <laughs> besides like some sort of infection. I know that like I've seen <laughs> I've seen some hardcore like fucking drug addicts and shit put pills in their ass. Like I've heard of that. Um, but I don't think you could benefit from an edible. Maybe some sort of like tincture. Or something. I can't believe we've been fucking talking. About uh, this. I bet you. Uh, like, I mean, I know they make suppositories, or um, and you know what? Listen, hey, I, we'll we'll make it relevant, man. We can take any weird topic, cannabis related, make it relevant. Like, suppositories <laughs> sound weird. It's like, yeah, who the f would put weed up their ass to get high? But literally, <laughs> but right, <laughs> um. They uh, the reason for these things is because like there's medical patients that are like incapable of eating, like they're so sick that and in so much pain that like they can't eat. Um, they can't smoke, obviously, and they can't eat. So like, how would they be able to get any benefit from this amazing medicinal plant? It's like, well, that's kind of the only way. And I mean, I definitely makes a lot of sense in, in, in that aspect. And I mean, hell, you know, if you're going out to a, a, a party or like going to going bowling or something, I can see where it would, would have some use there too. You know, just put a little, little pill up your butt and there you're high, high as F all night. You're higher, higher yeah, than a giraffe your, pussy all night. Just put that shit in your mouth. <laughs> Chew it. Put it under your tongue. Like, I don't know. You know, like, that's the type of shit that gives potheads a bad name. Like, they start finding out we're sticking stuff up our ass. Like, it's not going to be good. You know? Listen, uh, I I agree. All right? Like, I don't... Not something I would... Sounds like a good idea if you got shit for brains. Man, where's that drop when you need it? I didn't line (laughs) it up. I didn't line it up. God damn it. Um, Give me one sec. Give me one sec. (laughs) Probably good advice if you have shit for brains. <laughs> there it is. That's from um, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. If, if y'all yes, didn't classic. know. That's I haven't good... seen that movie in a long time. I probably should rewatch that shit. Hell yeah. That's uh, one of my favorites to just uh, get nice and baked and watch. Uh, you, always, you always hear in a new line of dialogue, like see some new shit in yeah. the background that you never noticed before. So. I ate 300 milligrams of edibles the other night, and I was fucking wrecked. 
That's like, a lot. Holy shit. Oh yeah. So what it started with 150 and then like three hours later I was I was buzzing, but not like I wanted. And then I ate the other 150. And like three hours later after that, I was it was a fucking mess. Now I've been higher before, like on edibles. Um like so bad that I've actually mildly hallucinated, which is fucking weird. But oh, yeah. yeah, it was a lot. Like it, 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 it kind of wrecked me. And I, I, but it was uh it was the just almost just the right amount. Like I, like, well, I was like, yeah, this is nice. Like I'm couch locked, you know. I'm uh, mm-hmm. doing my thing and just kind of loving life, you yeah. know. And uh, I didn't, I didn't mind it at all. I've gotten, I've eaten some, you know, like I've had experiences with edibles where it's just like, oh, that was too much. I wish I could just uneat some of that, but. Oh my god, me too. Oh no, you can't. Me too. <laughs> like that's the thing with edibles too, is you gotta like wait. You gotta be patient for it to like hit you. And like there's yeah, always it's that. usually like three or four hours for me. It seems yeah. like is like the yeah. That's and when I'm like, yeah, that's that's when I know. You but know? it's that they say wait an hour, but like that's waiting an hour would do nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, you're if, right. I, if I followed that advice, like I'd be retarded. Well, By, like the usually... third hour, I'd be like. Usually, like, hour two, I'm cursing whoever sold me this edible because I'm, like, not feeling anything. And then, like, I eat another one. And then by, like, the fourth hour, I'm talking to Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and it's just, yeah, like, that's how it goes with me and edibles. It's just, there's a, yeah. there's just, but I just have no patience, man. I, I, I hate waiting. I have no yeah. patience. So there's one time I ate some, and uh, it was kind of late at night. I ended up going to bed like probably a couple hours later. I woke up all fucked up. Uh, yeah, it happens all the time. Because um, it won't even kick in until four hours after you go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. And then usually, uh, what edible will last a good? If you eat a nice edible, like six six hours, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. Uh, they have their place, you know. They have, they definitely have. They their do, place. they do, and you can definitely overdo it. But you know, when in those cases, it's this sort of thing has cropped up before, and it has always been due to human error. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? It's always, always human error, man. Just, just be careful with your edibles, people. That's all I can tell you. I mean, the um just it's it's almost impossible to dose that stuff accurately so so be careful yes um i love those 911 calls of people calling a, like fucking they're all fucked up on edibles like i'm dying <laughs> you know what i mean like, I'm you know, funny is, like i've eaten edibles to the point where i was like really fucked up and like i knew like the feelings i was having was because of the edibles so i was fine with it but like i can see how people would get like, you know, like newbies that don't consume cannabis would, would get fucking wrecked. Yeah. You know, and like not know where they are and fucking start, you know, thinking, like rethinking all their life decisions. You or know? if you're like, uh, <laughs> like my mother in law who like accidentally ate a pot brownie when she didn't know it and like started. Did you see that post? Oh my God. It was. <laughs> The kid, his dog got into his brownies. Did you see that? No, no. That, oh, poor dog. Oh, my God. Dude, I'll, 
Uh, was he all right? Was he okay? Yeah, Did he yeah. Have a good time, but dude. The the he just showed a picture of the dog's face, and the dog was wrecked. You can just see it. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, his eyes all droopy, like, like dude, all droopy and bloodshot and shit. And he just got this like dog. It was a big burly dog too, like a king right, right. or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that shit can really fuck up. Do- like if you got a small dog, man, like be careful. Don't let them eat your brownies. No, I mean, it's really the chocolate that's not good for him, more so than the cannabis. <laughs> but, um, well, you know. dogs have like ten times the amount of cannabinoids that in their system than we do. Really? Um, I mean, yeah they they can absorb cannabis at a much higher rate ten ten times the amount of cannabinoid receptors than we do, and they're smaller. So take it's like tenfold, like they're ten times smaller than us so in wait, most cases. They, can, does that mean they can get ten times as high, or it means that like it takes ten times as much to get them as high? No, ten times less. Like, yeah, they get re, they get higher, way higher than we do. Oh, like all right. You know, if ex- you if you measured out in body weight, like all right, you weigh one hundred and seventy pounds, and like you need 0.7 grams of cannabis. Like, or whatever it is. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. if you did that same mathematical equation to a dog, they'd be getting, like, smoked. Like, just well, totally wrecked. If you want to see the post, it was uh, Bean Baking 95. Everybody should go check out his page. That's Bean Baking 95. Fucking wild, dude. The dog just looks like, he looks like a cartoon character. Hell yeah. I'm <laughs> looking it up right now. Bean Baking, not, not bailing. well i will say um that you know explains why my friend's dog growing up would like go insane when we were smoking bowls like doing the uh the old uh session circle and he would just like get up on his hind legs like you know chomping his teeth at the smoke trying to eat it and like he would just he would just love it man um my dog lila used to like it like she would like when, whenever I was sitting up there rolling one up, she was like getting excited. You know what I mean? And she would just need one, one hit, and she was good. Oh, she was only like a twelve pound duck. Would you like shotgun? Yeah. You shotgun her or something? No, I just I like take a big rip and blow it at her, and she's fucking golden. <laughs> nice. Um, it was weird. So it was my buddy who actually discovered it. I'm sitting there, like she had just gone out. I was at my buddy's house. She had just gone out. She had just been fed. And I gave her a treat. So I knew she was like, you know, satisfied. And I'm rolling one up. And he's like, dude, I, I think she wants to wants to smoke. I'm like, dude, get the fuck out of here. So, <laughs> like, so I just I passed the joint over to him. And then she's still like barking at me. She used to do this like little sassy bark when she wanted something. So just for shits, I like I blew a hit at her. And like she went and laid down and was all happy. And I'm like, hey, that's- wow. That's what she wanted, dude. She was talking to you. <laughs> like, you fucking asshole. You're going to share that or what? <laughs> she was a demanding little dog. It was funny. That's Sassy funny, little bitch. That's I miss funny. her every day. But yeah. Ah, um, rest in peace, Lila. Rest in peace, Lila. Rest yeah. in peace. I keep looking for like dogs because I kind of I want to adopt, but um, I'm just not finding what I'm looking for. Like, I need a hypoallergenic dog because I fucking have bad allergies. Like, it can't shed or it just, it's out of the question. Um, um, you ever see, like, um, like a King Cavalier Spaniel? Yep. Those types, like big floppy ears. and Yeah, cool looking dogs. I think they're, I think they're hypoallergenic. 
Um, yeah, my, my aunt has one of those. It's like the coolest little lap dog just sits right there and likes to get high as shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, dog, that dog's a lazy pothead, though. It'll just, like, you know, like go curl up in the corner. And it doesn't want to do any, you know, play with a frisbee or anything like that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, just wants to get high and chill. Yeah, he just wants to get high and, like, go lay down next to if it's, if it's summertime yeah. he goes and lays next to the air conditioning if it's wintertime he goes and lays next to the heater <laughs> that's it and then there was a couple of dogs like i was interested in and like i applied and like i haven't heard back from people like they make you go through this pretty strenuous process like one of these places even wanted a home visit i'm like yeah fuck no you're not coming to my house Dude, they do the um, same for cats now it's it's, it's ridiculous if they want people to adopt these dogs and kittens and cats make it fucking easier because what's the alternative that they they live in a fucking shelter again anyway uh, so and listen i want there to be like i want them to check on make sure that like they're going to a good home and stuff but like i mean it's like yeah i consider like my my house like a good home for pets you know and it's like they're, same, they're giving same. me like the fucking 20 questions like the old spanish inquisition like <laughs> like i'm some sort of animal abuser just like yeah. no i called you because i want to adopt a cat like yeah i might just end up just having to bite the ball and getting like a new one you know from a breeder yeah you know you could do that man I, 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 listen. i'd like to adopt you know what i mean i'm we're trying to go that route, but it's just they're not making it easy on me. You know? Every dog needs to be rescued. Just look at it that way. Whether they live in a kennel or they live at a breeder's farm, like they still need to be rescued. So, yeah, yeah, uh, just yeah, because it's not like they're going to be breeding. It's not like a car. You fucking order it, and they, you know, yeah, it's right. ready in six to eight weeks. They need a home. They like, exist right yeah. now, and they need a home. And that's how you kind of got to look at it. But um. Yeah, Whatever. like uh, Bob Barker says, uh, uh, you know, get your pets spayed and neutered, everybody. And if uh, you know. that's the big problem, really, because people get these pets and they let them out and they start fucking, and then you have wild animals everywhere. You know, for sure. But fucking, but adopting yeah. uh, pets is is a great thing, and um, whether it's dogs or cats, <laughs> don't care. Yeah, my uh, go go. My last it. few animals have all been adopted, so that's the way I want to keep it. But yeah. Anyway, um, you got any other uh, cannabis-related topics you'd like to talk oh, about? Of course, man. Always, always. I want to keep um, keep reading through some of these uh, these listener questions here a little bit. Um, Marty, good old Marty, wants to know a little bit about uh, tent airflow or exhaust. Um, okay. Maybe he also says like medium preparation or pre-planting tasks or how to properly size a light to your tent that's kind of five questions in one but i think we can we can work through those man that's uh i'll start with the first one yeah. which is airflow um to me it's pretty simple um i don't care what size your tent is you usually want to go with at least a, a you know four inch exhaust um bigger the better you know, I always push like a six or an eight because it's not going to have to work as hard. Um, get it on some sort of, you know, climate control. Um, just as a hint, the AC Infinity comes with that and it's quiet and they work great. I mean, I've had issues with uh, some in the past and they they hold up to their warranty and they'll always send me a new one. I've had two issues. I had one issue with a, um, 
but I mean, dude, I'm you're talking to somebody who's bought dozens of these fucking things for yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. So one one issue is not a big deal, or two issues, you know, they uh, they honor the warranty. But yeah, if you have some, the temperature control, um, so you can you don't want the exhaust because otherwise, I see people like trying to like fight their temperatures in their tent, like it's too cold, it's too hot, it's too cold, it's too hot. If you have it on a thermostatic control, you can maintain the perfect temperature all year round. So that's a the first tip. Second tip, I always recommend setting up for your intake some sort of filtration. Um, HEPA f- filters are expensive. You can build one for about $20, uh, basically a passive one. Whenever your exhaust fan kicks on, it's got to suck air from the least resistance. So if you pipe out, you know, some flexible ducting to the tote, to a side of a tote, and then on the top of the tote, you have a HEPA filter cut in. Um, bang, there's your homemade HEPA filter. It's going to work really good, and it's going to you know bring clean air into your tent. Rather than using the flaps on the side um, that just allow, like, everything in, um, this way here you can control the air coming in, and it usually works really good. You'll end up yeah. with less hairs on your buds and stuff like that. Uh, you don't like dog hair OG? <laughs> definitely not and i'm guilty of it myself i've gotten even with that like you can still get hairs and shit on your butts you know like the, the cat happens. cat hair haze <laughs> negative captain uh, me nope, i like my shit pure me neither you have um, a burn of hair you ever listen to smell burning oh my hair it doesn't God, smell it's good. the worst man and sometimes like i'll get that awful bong rip that like you know you just got a hair caught in whatever you pack yep. in it oh it's the worst um, no bueno. But let's talk about fans in your tent, man. How many fans do you have, like in a given like so, five by five space, four by four? Five by five space. I would have one, like you know, mounted pole fan, or not, or I should say wall fan. And can you tips on hanging the wall fan? Like in the a tent big hurricane, twelve inch oscillating yep. fan. Yep. yep, you have that yep. above and then above the canopy. Yep above the canopy mm-hmm. and then i'd recommend having one fan at least you know if not more you can always add more but one fan on the opposite side of your exhaust so if your exhaust is on the left put this fan at the right at the bottom um assuming your exhaust then, is at the top too right correct you should your exhaust should always be at the top because yep. it rises yep, yep and then keep in mind you're gonna have some sort of airflow coming in through your intake. So if you have an intake, like I suggest, that is also basically like a fan because it's bringing in air. True. So um, that's usually plenty, you know, uh, for a small four by four or five by five. You know, you have your exhaust fan, you have your oscillating wall fan, and then, um, you know, the fan below the canopy, you know, just keeping air moving down yeah. there. I always like, um, you know, and I guess from talking brands, you know, I, that you for that top oscillating fan, that big, you know, if, you, if you're going to go with one oscillating fan, you got to get the Hurricane. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I hate to support them because they're like a big conglomerate company. And they, hey, they, man, suck. They, they make a good fan. Yeah, they make a kick-ass fan, and I've never had one die it on works. me. Ask me how many wall fans that, are, that aren't Hurricane that I've had die on me countless eh, it makes countless. it moves a shit ton of air and 
it does what you need it to do, which is oscillate and um, you can, you know, mount it to a tent pole with a few DIY techniques that. Uh, Quick tip, do not get the digital one because if power goes out, when it comes back on, that fan's not going to kick on. I learned this the hard way. Interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. so it doesn't have like um, an, an auto on. An feature. auto on. Yeah, yeah. It just no, no, no. And I made a big mistake. Thousands of dollars at, at a big setup, um, and I just uh, it, the the client asked if they could get digital ones, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course they make digital. It's just a little bit more money. Um, we had to fucking return them all. Fuck. Get, get the regular ones because you figure like you just look at the the regular ones and they're like pole chains like which is like looks so antiquated yeah yeah, yeah it does um they do have knobs so you don't have to use the pole chains um but the chains are just there to make it easier you know because they're obviously usually mounted higher so uh but whatever um they just they move a shit ton of air and they they have a new one that has like this clear blade it's like polymer yep that's the one i got when, when I got that that version, I was like, "Dude, is this a fucking joke? Where's the blade? Because it's because it's so thin." I'm like, "Dude, what's this toy blade like? Oh, I know. This doesn't look right." But it's like super flexible. You can't break the blade itself. Nope. And what's cool all. about those ones is you could throw it in the dishwasher, and they just clean up perfect. Yeah, and it's like easy to open up the cage and take it out and everything. Um... I always leave the front grill off mine. Um, Okay. Because they can move more. Never remove the back grill because that'll actually, you need that back pressure. So without the uh, back grill, gotcha. it won't work as right. But uh, yeah, I always take the front grill off more. Yeah, it, it, true. It will, it will definitely, you know, less resistance for sure. Um, the one, I guess the, I, I always have a fan under my canopy blowing up. Um, that's kind of just. To keep the air that's in the tent kind of just, you know, it blows up from the center and then it disperses from the top and falls down the side to just keep, you know, everything in a nice circular, uh, you know, fashion moving around. Um, that's just like Target special. I, I think it's a Honeywell, you know. Dude, Honeywell. Yeah. Shout out to Honeywell. Sit it on a floor, tilt it up. Yeah, I have like dozens of those fans. I fucking love them. Those are another fan you can just not, you can't kill them. Nope. They just last forever. They last forever. And um, yeah, yeah, you they can move a significant amount of air for their size too. Yeah, and they're cheap. You know, you can find them pretty much anywhere. Um, I usually pick up the two packs. Like you see them in two packs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love those things. Um, I And I always have a clip on tent pole fans too. That's one thing. I have like I'll buy a six pack of those if I could, you know. Yep. Um, and there's. Do you have a Do you have a particular brand that you like? So. They all suck. <laughs> they all They all suck, and none I, that, of, none that's of why them, I was asking because I haven't found one that I liked. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I I have three different brands. They're all just as shitty and not made for growing in a tent as the other, but. They all work, you know what I mean? You just got to kind of like tinker with them till you find the right like angle and you can like just jam it in there and clip it on your tent pole. Um, yeah. You know, it's they're, they're a pain in the ass, but uh, I, I have, have one that I use in my seedling tent that I'm actually semi happy with. It's like a Holmes, I think. I'm not even Holmes, sure. Okay. Okay. But it, it, it works, does the job. Nice. 
Um, and everyone knows, of course, I have that oscillating tower fan too, which uh, emits a, a bright blue light <laughs> when, it's, <laughs> when it's dark. So, you know, always check your devices, people, about, you know, on lights and stuff like that. Um, the oscillating fan is great. Like the, the tower fan, it, it works, but um, mm -hmm. one of the downsides of that is that it just takes up real estate floor space. Yeah. You know, it's uh, every, every. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention since you mentioned the light, uh, I came across an issue, and I feel like we should kind of talk about it. Kind of, um, it's important. So, timers, right? Mm -hmm. Some of these cheap timers, the way they work really is. They're not actually like turning your device off. They're like modifying the voltage. So it kind of turns itself off. It's just, it's weird, right? However, there are certain timers that will fail and still supply like faint amounts of power to, to whatever device you've set. And in this case, it'd be, it'll be a grow light. You can see where you can see where I'm going with this, right? So, like so when the light's off, it's still lit. Yeah, and it it won't happen all the time. It'll be more like a like a strobe effect because the timer's like failing, but it's not completely uh, failed. You know what? I um, saw someone make a post yesterday. Yeah, that well, exact I actually issue. I ran into this issue um, on a consultation, so they kept getting hermaphrodites constantly, right? Constantly getting hermaphrodites. And uh, it wouldn't matter, like, what the genetics, like, they, they gave me the rundown and showed me all the packs they went through, and they would just give constant herms. So I'm like, do you have a light leak somewhere? And he's like, no, I fucking went nuts searching for light leaks. It wasn't a light leak. And sure shit, he was right. It wasn't a light leak. So next thing I did was I looked at his timer while, in, you know, while it was supposedly off. And I didn't like the looks of it to begin with. It was just some shitty no-name timer. But then I just happened to open the door, and I looked at the, the light. And I caught it, like I caught it, like doing its thing, like kind of like flickering, like, and it wasn't even like the whole board. It was like only supplying enough power dollars. to like light up. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, dude, there's your fucking problem, bro. There's your problem. And he fucking shit a kid, dude. All over like a $10 timer. Um, you know what? That's, so. that's so crazy. Like, cause the post I'm thinking of, um, the guy like got, he got a light, you know, a new light. Um, and it was, you know, it, one of those Chinese brands that uh, I guess doesn't have the best reputation, but like, I don't, people seem to have success with them at the same time. And he was just, you know, the light, the light, the light. Um, now I, I might have to send him a message and say, yo, dude, you might want to unplug it from the timer and plug it in your wall and see if it has the same issue. Yeah, don't cheap out on timers. I always recommend some sort of contact or a lighting controller if you can. Because the way those work is they cut off the voltage with a trigger cable. And you can hear the contact is actually disconnecting when the when the timer goes off. So there's just no fucking way in hell they'll get any any power that yeah. way. Um, and they're not that expensive. If you're running multiple lights, you can get a decent one for like under $100. And, you know, you can connect all four of your life to it sometimes nice. even more depending on yeah um so yeah check your timers if they're shit get new ones <laughs> um e even just those i always recommend the digital century links like you see them on amazon yeah, yeah and i've seen the same timer like 
branded as like 5,000 different things, different brands. They're all the same. They're like all you, the same. It's cool. Yeah. The, the, most of the digital time, as you see, it's like a square box with, with a circle inside the square and it's got all these different buttons. They're all pretty much the same. Um, I haven't had any issues with any of those ones I bought. I've seen them listed at the grocery store under one brand. I've seen them on Amazon, another brand. I've seen them on eBay, another brand, you know, and yeah, that's they're, how um, they do it. That's how they, with like iPhone just, cases just, and, <laughs> and grow yeah, light yeah. timers too. But yeah. If you, if you have a cheap timer, just keep that in mind. If you're having issues, um, maybe a light just went off in your head. No mm. pun intended. Yeah. Uh, light just went on in your tent. Check your timer. Check. But um, yeah, I'm still working with you know the shit, shitty like they have the pins and like the the timer that just goes around clockwise and counts off minutes. Yeah, they, the they biggest reason I dislike those is, is if is if you have a power outage, they don't keep track of time. You fuck your whole schedule up. Yeah, that it, it, that's exactly what it does. And it's every, you know, I'm always double checking. Like, do the pins down mean that the lights on? To, like, I, I never can remember. And it's usually like, down is on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, you always and because now I, have, I got. I think I've seen it reverse. I got a kitten running around this house, um, and he's like, it has happened where like they're just you know cats chasing each other around where like they'll bump into the the timer plugged into an outlet and it like flicks one of the pins off that should be, you know, should be up and it, it goes down. Yeah, so, that could totally, that could really fuck you yeah, up. You got it. I'm like, I'm neurotic about that. So that's one thing I'm constantly checking is my, is my timers. Cause it's a very sensitive fail point for me. Um, at least not so much with the autos, but you know, Definitely, uh, definitely with the photos that I'm starting up very soon, very soon. So, you harvested your neurotoxins? Yes, sir. Those are the ones in the in the drying tent right now. Oh fuck, um, we're not talking about this shit. Damn, we're gonna show over now, motherfucker. Day, day sixty-eight of flower. I let yep. them go a little long, and uh, you know, the I'm trying the reveg, man. But like, so the thing. The thing was, I mean, I kind of lollipopped them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I had just cut off the bottom nodes of every branch and like I basically have skeleton stumps in pots. In was there any right greenery now. on there? I mean, no, no, really, no. I don't have any, like there's no nodes, man. I don't have any leaves or anything on them. They're just, just stems. Yeah, that, that that might be a little tough. You know, give it like a week or so if you I'm don't notice what any happens. growth. Yeah, I'm gonna see what happens. Yeah. Listen, the, next time on, just leave on like one, a, there's like a little tiny on. little bud, tiny little bud on the bottom, okay. and like a leaf. Usually, that's all it takes. Little leaf. It just needs something to like take off that, like to, to absorb light energy. You know, true. Um, and the stem, the stem so, yeah. itself itself can't do that. Like the plant doesn't know, like. Uh, like you can't tell from the stem you're back in. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Or off. I don't think so, especially where like the way I harvest, I fucking, I just chop them down like a Christmas tree. Yeah, that's what um, I usually do. So it's I, tough. I left more than left. that, you know, more than just like a stump. But it's like there's not much in the way of like 
you know, shoots or leafs or anything like that. But I'll keep you updated, man. I'm giving it the old college try, like I said. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. What's your uh, impressions of it during the dry? How does it smell? It smells great. Um, it definitely, like, it developed way gassy. At first, it was fruity. Um, and in the last two weeks of flower, it got this, like, just insanely diesel-y kind of smell to it that I, I love. And, um, you know, it'll it'll definitely be good smoke, man. I can't wait to try it. I can't wait. So, now, how much did they stretch and flower? They doubled in size. Yeah. Um, it was pretty manageable. Like, they were very yeah it may might be because i topped them and, and trained them a little bit too but um yeah i didn't see too much more than uh than doubling nice yeah yeah i'm now and like i said i'm starting those cushion ojs next um because i've learned that i am a sucker for citrus terps i love the orange the you know, grapefruit, the all that kind of stuff. And um yeah, the cushion OJ obviously has has a good a good citrus uh bouquet going on there. So Yeah, I just harvested some black lemon cake crossed with peanut butter breath and it's really not much citrus in it at all. Like the the peanut butter breath just really seemed to shine through on this on this particular. Now, does that smell one. like peanut butter or like breath? Like I don't know, kind of nutty. Like <laughs> does sucky. it really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it's one of my all time faves. Like anything with peanut butter breath, I'll fucking I'll fuck with. Like right now, I just harvested some Queen Cosmos crossed with peanut butter breath. I have the black lemon cake crossed with peanut butter breath. Um, and then I just harvested a bunch of outdoor, of a bunch of different peanut butter breath crosses. Um, nice. And then uh, I just got some a hold of some more peanut butter breath S1 seeds, some just straight peanut butter breath. I'm going to be fucking with those. Hell Shout yeah. out to Thug Pug, the, the creator of that strain, by the way. Oh, is um, it is it Thug Pug? Yeah. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah, Brothers and Farms have made a bunch of different crosses with it, and then some S ones, um, and they've all come out fire. That's because um, amazing smoke. Thug Pug's not not working anymore, right? I guess so. I don't know. I thought I heard of something he's coming out with. Like, you know how it is, dude. Like you yeah, yeah. say you're not going to do something, and then fucking it's like. I mean, I I think I've been the two Eagles farewell tours. So it's like <laughs> it's okay. like uh, Rob Gronkowski announcing his retirement. Yeah, something like happens that. All the time. <laughs> happens all the yeah, time. Yeah, you're a popular man. You get the the call of your your fans, and how can you resist? You know. Yeah, yeah, you know. Hey, shit happens. I, I don't judge anybody for coming out of retirement. No, man. No, especially when you're a master of your craft. You know, you gotta stay around as long as you can. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm super excited to try my first homegrown photo periods, man. And, um, I am expecting them to be better in quality than my autos, though I'm 
curious as to how much. That's the real question. Um, you know, if, if it just literally blows me away with like, like, oh, this is what I've been missing sort of thing. And I get, you know, way more flavor, way more, like a, a better high, all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and you'll be seeing me grow a lot more photos, I'm sure. But for, I just in terms of like, how fun they are to grow, autos are so much more fun for me. For me, anyway. Maybe it's because mm-hmm. it's what I started with. Maybe it's just because I like roller coasters. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I like to, like, kind of just lose control sort of thing. And and that's really what it is when you're growing a bunch of autos in a tent. Like, you, you have next to no control. Um, they, they do their thing, whether you want them to or not. And, you know... That's kind of how I like it in a way, but, um, you know, I'm definitely expecting them to, to be better, better. So I'll keep you all updated with, with what I find. Nice. Nice. You got some cushion OJ lined up. Hell yeah. You know, I'll probably keep a little of both going, you know, it's just like, uh, it was one of the other questions I got from, uh, radical notions. Shout out to him too. It was like, talking about kind of why why he's seeing a lot of auto growers trying their hand at photos and a lot of photo growers they're you know getting curious about the autos and you know because everyone just likes growing weed it's like just a different way to achieve the same end you know um yeah you know um it to each their own, you know, and I still grow both. I mean, primarily I'm a photo guy, but I still grow both. So, um, yeah, man, it just, it's just, it's whatever suits you, you know, whatever you want to do, whatever floats your boat, as they say. Well, so, I want to see you grow uh, a couple more autos. So find, uh, find some room in a, in a tent and, uh, I'll get you, get you a couple beans if you want. I'd love, right. love to see it. And I'm sure, uh, a lot of our listeners would too. Well, yeah, I mean, last time I grew autos in a tent, like I had a ten by ten full of double grape, and they were all just fucking monsters. Like I saw the huge picture. plants. He ain't uh, lying. I saw the picture. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, and the auto pots too, man. Like, yeah, just especially some of these like. You know, purple Pope type uh, genetics. They're they they grow monsters anyway. They, um, yeah, some of these new ones, man. You definitely kick ass. But um, you know, I think just I I love cannabis, man. I love I would grow uh, Siberian ditch weed if that's all there was. You know, <laughs> wait that that is what I'm growing. Fuck, auto flower, right? No. Um, that's an auto flower joke, guys. That's an auto flower joke. But um, I would grow, you know, like growing up, man, I fell in love with brickweed. Like that's all we had. So it's um, it's a lot, you know, I, I can appreciate every everything that I grow, every strain, you know, every terpene profile that I come across because... 
You know what? You know why that is? Is because it doesn't smell like Mexican brickweed. It's like that. That's the terpene profile I'm trying to avoid. But at the same time, you know, it's a... that's what I fell in love with. You know, that's what I grew up with. And shoot, until I was in college, I probably didn't smoke anything but. Yeah, dude, we're all picking seeds out of our shit. Uh, that's right. That's right. Um, I, I, I wonder sometimes, like, uh, if I would have kept some of those seeds around, what they would have grown if, if I threw them in my tent now with, uh, with those high, high-powered high lights and, uh, you know, custom soil and all that stuff. Like, I'm sure they'd grow something much better than brickweed, man. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, because, you know, they weren't, like, trying to, like, pull quality out. It was all about fucking growing it as quickly as they can. Males, females thrown together. We don't give a fuck. Just grow it and fucking get it out the yeah. door. Was, some of that stuff was gross, man. I'm just... Oh, yeah. I'm glad I don't have to... You know, uh, it's I've become such a... Such a cannabis snob. It's like... People offer me stuff from the dispensary. I just, like politely just put my hand up no thank you no thank you i have my homegrown organic cannabis thank you very much Uh, it's a nice thing man it's a good good thing to be able to have and to share with people that you trust and all that so absolutely brother anything else you want to talk about no i think I think that'll do it for today. I mean, I, we do have a lot of other listener questions I was sent. I'm actually overwhelmed with how many responses I got. So I'm, I think right, maybe well, we'll take some of those and next we're, we're going to get together for another recording like in a few days. So why don't uh, we got some more to talk about. We do about have a then. guest coming on. I don't want to spoil it. Oh, we yeah, have a guest yeah. coming on for our next show. That's right. But And I will give the listeners a clue. You had mentioned uh, something about this possibly in this show. I mentioned you're listening carefully. The product you might in the show tonight. Yeah, you might have a clue. Uh, That's I have to think about that, everyone out there. But um, yeah, of course I know who it is. But uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one, man, for sure. but yeah, then we'll just have a couple maybe listener questions to talk about for the one after. Or who yeah, knows, absolutely. maybe there'll just be some like epic shit going on by then that we'll just have, you know, topic after topic to just flow through. Uh, and uh, I have another giveaway we'll be announcing real soon. Uh, nice. It's always fun. Yeah. Can you give any clues or... Yeah, I can I can tell you. It's uh, sponsored by Brothers and Farm Genetics. Possibly some of those peanut butter breath crosses. Possibly, possibly. Uh, that's that's what's up, man. Um, yeah, I that's very exciting, and um, just yeah, everyone keep keep following the uh, the Instagram. Follow both of our pages, of course, and stay tuned. We'll keep you all informed and. Um. Yeah, you got anything else? No, that's it. Good show. Thanks everybody for listening. Yeah, do we have actually? Um, do we have any new Patreons or any I mean, any old ones we want to shout out? 
I don't believe we have any new Patreons, but um, we can give a shout out to uh, we'll give a shout out to Blackwater Auto Gross tonight. Hey, how you doing, buddy? He's yeah, he's my boy. We talk on Instagram all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank so you. Thank we'll you. Give him a special shout out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. And thank you, um, Captain. We'll uh, yeah, talk to you later. Thank you, Monster. And uh, we'll get together in a couple days. And all right, adios, everybody. Later. Peace.